Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of BM Group. Joining me is Associate Hannah Garcia, and we're here to talk about last week, the week of uh, April 17th, and as well as talk about what's ahead for next week, the week of April 24th. So uh, kicking things off, it was a, I think it was an eventful week um, of normal council business, uh, but let's start, Hannah, talk with uh, discussing uh, the Watson Wire and um, the news about Project Connect. Yeah, yeah. So um, as everybody knows, or probably a lot of people know, um, the Texas legislature is in session right now. And so um, one of the laws that has been proposed would um, essentially like require us to revote on Project Connect um, and like refinance that wholly. And so one of the things that um, Mayor Watson did is he did some some advocacy efforts down there and they kind of um, made the bill as best as it could be for Austin and Project Connect. And so this November, if the bill passes with the amendments that um, Mayor Watson and, and other city of Austin officials were able to get into that bill, we are going to have to vote again this November. But it, um, it'll be essentially if Project Connect, the light rail will happen or it won't happen. Um, as of right now, property taxes and just taxes in general won't be affected. Um, and so that's that's what we know. Hopefully yeah. this passes um, without any um you know, crazy amendments or whatever throughout the Senate. So we'll see. It's still that. young. The, 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 time's, the clock's still ticking. Um, and I think the statesman ran a good article sum, summarizing all of this uh, uh, this weekend. So we had it in the show notes and as well, too. Just as for those who are around, you know, Project Connect was voted. We, the Austin voters, approved it, I think, 58% for it two years ago. So I think. I mean, the if they if, if this went back to voters, Austin voters, would it be? I mean, would it probably would it either be next May twenty four or the that November twenty four? I, so, I mean, the the bill. I mean, the bill. I guess it depends when it goes into effect, right? It, passes, but right now it would go into effect immediately, and we would vote this November. All right, because the time. Yeah, we don't have time to get it on the ballot. Well, we shall see on that one. Another very invested vote parties and both sides of that, and probably even within those two, uh, the pro and the against side. So. More to come on that. That will develop. That broke. That story broke on Thursday, April twentieth, and then as well, we had council meeting this week. Um, one of the items we've been watching uh, that passed on consent uh, was item twenty four, and this was a resolution to approve directing the city manager to create a plan and implementation schedule to trans- transition the city to sustainable, low embodied carbon concrete. Now there are several parts of this resolution, um, but ultimately, uh, it, we found I found it intriguing. I think Hannah as well. We both re- more formerly worked at the Real Estate Council of Austin, and I think uh, just you know there beyond anyone who is in the construction development industry. And actually, to caveat this, this item particularly was focused on City of Austin projects. So for those in the industry who go after City of Austin projects, I think. Should have interest interest in this. You know, we'll see the coverage on it next week. It's something we were looking at, but again, I want to consent. I didn't see anyone opposing it or speaking about it. Period. And so, Hannah, what are you? One of the the things that this kind of brought to mind was the um, Central Library project. Mm-hmm. Um, like that project does some really really cool forward thinking things for the environment. Um, not required, but the city was able to make partnerships with developers, architects, engineers, and so that specific building downtown. Um, the central library building it um uses it like recycles all of its um non-potable water on or potable water the toilet water yes, whichever one that is it recycles yeah. it all on on site and so that's something really cool um 
that was able to start on a city project. It's not by any means a regulation that is um, currently required for all projects or all city projects. But I think um, uh, I'm interested to see because that the central library project was really expensive. Um, I'm interested to see how this will, um, if passed into ordinance, how this will affect the cost of city projects potentially, um, even though it is better for the environment, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the things the the resolution, one of the I mean, the provisions that lays out is to study all this and if it is viable. But I think just for anyone in the business, I mean, I you know I don't I never poured concrete uh, mix or anything else, mix or anything like that else like that. But I know there's a science too, and so I'm just you know speculating. You have a certain kind of vehicle, certain kind of truck, uh, pipe, whatever it may be, or pump rather to get this you know your standard concrete out. How is this? Does this add to the cost? Is it cheaper? The sourcing material? Again, those are all things that will be sussed out in a resolution. But again, um, and you know, bias aside for folks in our who are lobbyists, this is one of the things why people have us um, retained is to monitor these issues ahead of time to talk with council about it. But I think now, if you know, we can you can quote me on this too. I mean, I think it's it. it, it I didn't see any attention at council. I didn't see any attention prior to its posting. And uh, we'll see again what happens in the news. But the, again, these things have, will pop up at some point. And it, it's it's one that is typically once there's a draft resolution where people are, the alarms go off. And this is the first time hearing about it, X, Y, and Z. Not yeah, all, but, but I've seen enough of that. To, it, it happens uh, with some regularity across industries. But this is, my view, seems to have something of interest to folks who are in the business of working with the city on development and construction. So more to come there. Yeah, Hannah. I also just usually the resolutions, they, they keep it vague so that the staff can kind of write the policy, I think, as needed to best serve the city. And so um, you see, these, I think a lot of times, you know, we see these resolutions. And one of the things I think we're really good at just because we're in this industry is thinking, what's the worst case scenario like for everybody involved? And so um, I think that's kind of where we were like, OK, how is we started thinking in that sense? And so I think that's that's kind of our. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, like edge. Well, yeah. well, more to come. We'll we'll see as this develops. Something we're watching internally, though. And then let's talk about just uh, HB twenty one twenty seven. And this was got. It's been getting news. Uh, this is a bill, a House bill. Um, I believe it passed out of the House, Texas mm -hmm. House, last early last week. This is an omnibus um, bill that would. Uh, my so train of thought. I was flying early this morning. Pardon me. This is the bill that would seek to, according from some from from some of you, um, strip cities, local governments of their power, um, the state. Basically, it's a state preemption bill. We're cleaner way of putting it. Uh, but Hannah, any thoughts on this one? Um, I think that this um is just kind of legislating things that are already kind of known, like as um if the state has touched something and legislated around it, the city can't do anything. Cities more too. Yeah. Yeah. Cities. Um, and so it's, it's funny that they're saying they're, they're trying to stop from um, the cities from legislating on things that have already been legislated on while they're legislating on something that I think is already pretty standard um, and known. And so it's kind of a, a silly little catch there, but um, no, I think this makes sense. It's like, yeah, if the state has, is regulating it, then the city shouldn't just so we don't have a patchwork of local regulations um, that make it a bit difficult for businesses who like, you know, offer, operate statewide. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's simply the home. assertion. Yeah, that's the yeah. assertion. So, you know, we, we'll see. I think it, it definitely has gotten the attention of the major cities. I know there was an op-ed, I believe it was in the Dallas Morning News 
the week before last, but all the major city mayors, Austin, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, and others, um, for, you know, are opposed to this. And I think the flip is, it's, it's interesting to me, right, because it's the same argument I think that states make to the feds that, you know, it's we know we're on the ground here. We know we're doing better than the folks in D.C., as you know, the argument can be made that the folks in Austin or in Houston or San Antonio or Dallas or any city know more than what the, the uh, state legislature does. But, you know, we shall we'll see. It's now making its way into the Senate. And then, um, you know, sessions over May 29th. So, you know, we shall see. <laughs> but I think we'll, we'll have an idea if this, if this has legs fast. And I'll be curious what the Senate adds to it in their version of the bill, if anything, um, just because it's typically it, it is the more conservative body, a chamber at the, at the ledge. So more to come on that, but definitely interesting things. And then looking ahead to next week, uh, there's several councils off. They'll be back. They come back for work session in May on May 2nd, and they'll be meeting for regular voting on May Thursday, May 4th. But next week features three council committee meetings. We have the public safety committee meeting on uh, on tomorrow on Monday, April 24th. The housing and planning committee meets on that on April 25th, and then the audit and finance committee will be meeting on April 26th. We'll have links to those agendas in the show notes. Uh, and then lastly, and Hannah, you 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 broke this, uh, at least you saw it, you caught the tweet about it, mm -hmm. uh, an item that'll be coming up on the May 4th council meeting. We'll talk about that. Yeah, so Councilmember Zoe Kadri of District 9 is introducing a resolution directing staff to draft an ordinance removing parking minimums. And so um, this is going to be really great because, um, you know, as we're trying to move to more um, strategic mobility goals, make the city more walkable where it can be walkable, um, getting rid of parking makes sense. And it also, I think, allows a little bit more uh, flexibility for developers, builders across the city to um, build things and not have to put parking because they know that people have access to things like Uber and the mm -hmm. bus now. And they cost, too. I mean, I mean there's yeah. a part, there's a, just a, it adds to the cost of the rural development and parking. Yeah, and I, I think it also puts people in a position where they're having to not, they're having to essentially build parking lots on the first two or three floors um, like a parking garage for a lot of these high-rise developments. And then it's like, those could also be units. Um, and so I think this is going to be great for housing, mobility, and all all kinds of things. On the converse side, though, too, right? So like, what are the ripples of this? Because I'm, I, I don't know if we can say, it. I think it, it's going to be, it's going to be a shift, right? But ultimately, we're, and, you know, we, if, if we loop this in what's happening with Project Connect. We're a car city. And, you know, you and I both have grown up here. And not saying yeah. I'm pro that, but it's just the reality too of, you know, we don't, I mean, we just, our current Project Connect is on, you know, on the block right now. We'll see, if it goes to voters, I mean, we'll see again, right, if they pass it. But it's, it's um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a shift. I think, you know, it's in line with council's overall, I think, designs. They, what, two weeks ago, we had the resolution that passed that would look to reduce parking minimums at at bars and hospitality or but was it bars and clubs right so yeah it's line with that it's just i think with anything that's citywide right downtown zones i get but again yeah the devil will be in the details on this and how it shakes out it's a major shift though i don't know if it's you know there's you know i guess we can say though there's be folks who like it a lot and folks who hate it as yeah, most you know, once we get that resolution or once we get the ordinance language I think that'll be telling as well as, as to what this will really do. But um, mm -hmm. right now, um, that's a big yeah. And actually, we should you know zero back on that too. I mean, with any any resolutions that 
come down. The resolutions are, are the starting point, a guiding document. You know, we see a lot of times in the news, they talk about resolutions as if they are, it's a done deal, right? And so obviously it, it enacts a study or a way to look at things, but it's by far over. I know that, so this resolution, and this was also reported by Real Deal. We'll go link to the article in the show notes. And we have the four resolution in the notes as well, or in their article. Uh, but this would, the, at least as as what's been posted so far, the ordinance, they, the resolution directs counts or directs city staff rather to come back with an ordinance before on before December twenty first. So I, I do I, I do envision there being a stakeholder process in this as with most resolutions of this nature with the ones that are citywide, but I think uh, it's going to be more to come on that next you know when it, when it once it's posted. But uh, we'll have a link to the show in the show notes to the article, and then. That's all we have. This is episode 199. Anything else you want to add, Hannah? Um, no, just um, hope everyone had a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the BG Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share with your colleagues. The BG Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. The BG Podcast is a product of the Bingham Group LLC, an Austin-based lobbying firm serving businesses, nonprofits, and trade associations at the municipal and state level. You can learn more about the Bingham Group at www.binghamgp.com. That's B-I-N-G-H-A-M-G-P.com. And for the latest firm news and content updates, follow us on LinkedIn. We'll have a link in the show notes. Thank you.